magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and inner child healing teacher. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Hello, everybody. We're back. We missed you. Yes. Really, I was telling Tess before, it feels like it's been like five months or I said two, but it just really felt. Long time. Like, I feel like we've been, it's been summer vacation and we just got back and we're like, oh, what did you do over those last three months? Yeah. But it's just been two weeks. Yeah. And we have been texting each other, but we spent the last 40 minutes talking, which has like most of this probably could have been on the podcast. Not all of it, but um, because it feels like it's been that long. Yeah. So ongoing theme in Magic Monday podcast about what happened at time. Yeah. Something happened to time. <laughs> it goes by quickly, but then it seems like it's going by slowly. It's just yeah. very confusing. Yeah. Like the year feels fast. It's just like what they say about having children. The days are short. Actually, um, Gretchen Rubin said that. I didn't realize it. But the days go by. The days are long, but the years are fast. Hmm. That's what they say about having children, which is could not be more true, especially oh. when they're little. It feels like the days are like endless but then you turn around and it's like how are you five years old oh right and like I remember looking at my oldest when they were a baby not even rolling over and I was like I'm gonna blink my eyes and you're gonna be in middle school but it still felt like the days were really long and now they're in high school Mm. and it's like how did that happen it's weird Yeah, but I feel like the time started being extra weird when the pandemic started and that it just hasn't gone back. Yeah, I agree. And the pandemic is still here. I feel like people are like, when the pandemic, but it's still here. It is still here. It's just a different phase now. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. I mean, I actually personally know more people who've had it, had COVID. Like, I didn't know anyone personally who had covid before the delta virus and now Mm -hmm. i know three people oh yeah you too um no not Mm me okay no yeah i mean i yeah it's weird and they're all i guess they're all local but one got it in florida anyway that's a whole other situation but um I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't recap since it's been so long. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, talk like, about what talk happened about, last week? Mm-hmm. Well, do you, did you want to tune in? I thought you wanted well, to check in thing, with what was going on with you a little bit. Yeah. Well, the only thing I wanted to say was just like, there's been a lot of stuff going on with my kids, with school, and um, I will just, I guess in a general way, I don't know if this is helpful in a general way, but... um. What I've noticed is like the stuff that I teach, for instance, with inner child healing is the main lesson there is like about that. We just are different parts, our inner child parts, our inner critic parts, all the parts just want to be seen by us, like validated, acknowledged, you know, that's the main bottom line. You know, if we can access our compassionate, loving inner adult who's not managing us but like a true like loving just like oh why is that going on oh I Mm -hmm. you know and put that reflect that back onto the parts that are feeling scared sad whatever it is and allow them to have their feelings but they're seen in it that is the biggest healing and helps us feel secure helps the parts feel secure therefore we feel secure where we can take on whatever's coming up we know we have this inside us and the reason i'm saying that is because i really feel like we Brett and i as parents have been able to do that for our kids and for the first time like i guess cuz they're being i'm not this isn't to be like we're the best parents but it's just so wild to see what happens when people have received that and then watch them experience like problems in their lives and see that they handle it 
so with security inside and like like to be able to like feel their feelings and set boundaries and manage it is like yeah so it gives me like it's so beautiful to watch and it gives me so much faith in like all of our pro- like when we're all doing the, it doesn't have to be inner child healing but like when you're doing the work to show yeah. up for yourself and really be kind to yourself and see yourself that it really does work like it makes a difference and of course it I does. already see that in like myself and clients of course but like to see it in a child like just like how they react to things whereas I fell apart as a kid because I didn't have any of that yeah so it's really amazing to watch that happen. I mean, even like my youngest is trans, you know, and um, she has, she, <laughs> she said something the other day where I was just like, okay, this, she's like, I know this is maybe bad, but I really love when homophobes are uncomfortable with my gayness. <laughs> oh. Like she like like if they give her a hard time and she's like, yeah, well, uh. <laughs> this is me. I'm <laughs> trans. And they're like, oh, God. Like uh. literally like there's been kids at school who have done that to her. Like she used the girl's bathroom and she came out of it. And this guy who she knows is homophobic, a kid in her class, um, was like, what? Like, what the fuck? What are you doing? And she's like, I'm trans. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, my God. And she said something snarky. And she was like, I really loved it. I just love, I love that. That's so sweet and cute. Yeah. I mean, not that, of course, she has other issues. Um, But it's just like. She has this inner confidence, you know, Mm -hmm. like this is who I am. And it was a struggle at first, like for her to acknowledge like, oh, what is this? What is this feeling I'm having? You know, I'm not, you know, you know, realizing oh, I really am female. Like, you know, that was a difficult process to like acknowledge it. But but it's not based in like these like heavy pictures of low self-worth and right. like you know and like sh- things she shouldn't be or rejecting her feelings or anything so it's like able to come out and grow and blossom and it's not like every day's cheery but it's but there's a support system mm-hmm. so yeah where that like a lot of kids could just feel so so torn down and so sad and their yeah. inner critic could be so mean to them about stuff like that happening. So that's a inspiring. I think that's so beautiful and inspiring. Yeah, I think so too. And also just like, yeah, if she had had feelings inside of like her feelings aren't okay or you can't set boundaries or whatever, then when people reflect back to her that they don't like who she is, then then she would she would have that inside so then it would hurt her because mm-hmm. she was feeling that inside already yeah. but because yeah. she doesn't she finds it amusing mm-hmm. that somebody would dislike her for that reason yeah i love that I, it, this is not the i mean i feel like these are different orders of magnitude but it does remind me of how when i was at a pagan pride day it's a pagan picnic in st louis there was a protester a christian protester and i was like oh <gasps> <laughs> Yay, there's a Christian protest. Like, it made me feel, I don't know, like I was doing something right, like that someone That's was protesting so my paganness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was so excited. Yeah, it's quite ridiculous. Oh, I do want to say that this Texas abortion ban has really, uh, like, I could start crying right now just oh. thinking about it. It's really, 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 really terrible. I don't want to yeah. make it about me, but it's like, has. <sighs> really upset me just it didn't upset you no it upset me it upsets me but I I haven't been feeling emotional Emotional about it it. well I think it makes me feel very I think it brings up feelings of um people being in power making decisions about my I mean I probably can't even (laughs) not my life but women's lives um it's it's just like this this feeling of powerlessness mm. and not being seen and not being heard and um you know i i didn't actually intend to share this story but i'm just going to do it the there so um 
when I was 21, I was dating this guy who was, um, and I went out with him for quite a long time. And at the time he was an alcoholic and he was drinking and we had an agreement. I hate this expression. Sounds so gross, but like we weren't using condoms, but he would pull out. So like Mm -hmm. we had this agreement and he purposefully didn't do it one time. And he told me after, he's like, well, wouldn't it be great if we had a baby? And we had only been together for like two months and he was actively cheating on me. I didn't realize it and was um, an alcoholic. I mean, I, I take responsibility for being in that relationship. Of course, I was in a terrible place, too. We were both matching each other in that way. But he was also a Republican, came from Republicans, was pro-life. Um, and so I got pregnant that one fucking time. Mm. And I was like, well, I'm obviously not keeping this baby. Like, it's terrible. This relationship is terrible. Again, like I'm putting myself in it. I was very I had basically just left my family house where my mom had been very terrible to me and I had very low self-esteem anyway. So long story short, like he of course agreed to the abortion. He only, he paid half. I asked him to pay for half of it. Oh my God. It makes me so mad now. I'm like, he should fucking pay for that thing. He did it on purpose. Yeah. And again, okay. My responsibility, I shouldn't have been having sex with this guy in the first place. I shouldn't have been like doing that that. method. You're 21. Yeah. I mean, I do give myself a lot of like, um, leeway like I would it was when it happened I was like what just happened like what but anyway so he of course like in his way agreed to he agreed to the abortion like he picked me up he didn't even go in with me because he's whatever but anyway he picked me up he paid for half of it before that he had been pro-life I bet you anything this guy's pro-life right now And that's part of what makes me so angry about this. Like all these fucking men who are making this decision about this, which is a truly, it's just unlawful. Anyone can turn anybody in for having an abortion. Not me to be talking about this. But anyway, it just makes me so infuriated. Like, you know, these men, if they happen, if they got somebody pregnant that they didn't want to be pregnant, they would suddenly be Uh pro-choice like this guy Uh was. And and again, this guy, I'm sure, is like, oh, I wouldn't do it again today. I, I'm putting words in his mouth, but I am sure now he's all religious again. Like, he would be pro. His parents are very religious. So anyway, like, that is what makes me so mad. It's like making these, they can change their mind on a whim because it's not their bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they can be like, oh, you know what? Okay, actually, no. Mm-hmm. But they're making these choices so women can't do that. Yeah. And it's just so unfair doesn't even say it. Yeah. Ugh. So, didn't mean to get all heavy. No, there. I'm glad you brought that up. It's wrong. Yeah, it's very, it's wrong. It's just so wrong and it makes me really mad and feel very powerless that yeah. these people are making these decisions that they get on their high horse about it. And I'm sure there's some group of people that, whatever. Anyway, I've said enough. I've said plenty. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we said it. We did it. <laughs> Moving on from abortion to um, promotion. To, yeah. <laughs> from abortion to promotion. Um, uh, so, you, what yeah. do you do? You want to start? Do you have your? Um. Oh yeah. So what I wanted to say was just um. I haven't talked a in a long time about getting a reading from me, but I thought since I'm not promoting a class right now, I would talk about that just for a second. Um, and I thought, I, so if you don't know, essentially what I do is any problem or question you have, I look at the energy within you to find, it helps to find the source, if you give permission, of course, find the source of what's going on. So you may not know, or you may know, but I can help identify that and get more clarity around it. And then in the healing section, we clear that out. And I also give lots of tools for how to go forward to work with that 
um, with whatever's coming up for you. So I thought and I'd she's read... so good at it, you guys. Oh, thank you. Really transformational. The readings that I've had with you have changed me in positive ways, changed my experience Aww. so much. I value your work so much. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yeah. And I do also, you made me think of that look at past lives. If they come up, there's mm -hmm. that component. And if dead people want to be saying things that you want to be hearing, we can talk to them. There is that element of it as well. So quickly, I'll just read this testimonial from Kim. She said, Natasha is one of the most gifted healers I've ever met. I've struggled with boundary issues, childhood trauma, stuck energy, and negative thinking for decades. I've seen skilled therapists and doctors in New York, Chicago, and Washington, D.C., and while most of them were fine, no one has helped me as effectively and rapidly as Natasha. She really knows what she's doing. She's also empathetic, funny, and cool. So that's nice. <laughs> I said that part. This is the best. This I is know, so right? true. This is how I Such feel about you. <laughs> I especially love that she provides guidance on how to work on healing and achieving goals beyond the session. It really is life-changing. I can't recommend her highly enough. So thanks, Kim. And uh, yeah, so if you want to schedule a session with me, you can go to my website, highestlighthealing.com and click on work with me. Um, and I would like to say my new book is out, Yay! The Self-Love Superpower. You can get it and read it now. Ugh. And I'm super excited. Not just excited. get it, but yeah, read it. now you can actually read it. <laughs> um, and I want to also ask, I've never done this before, but I want to request that mm. if you have read one of my books and you liked it, if you would not mind writing a review on Amazon. You've never asked that before? Not on the podcast. Oh, wow. No. I'd be asking that every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Leave I know, it's kind of like, kind of <laughs> forgot to ask people for reviews, but I guess I, I've, my memory has been refreshed. That is very helpful for yes. book sales yes. to help people find the book and, and then read it. So if you wouldn't mind going on to Amazon and writing a review for a book of mine or more than one that you've read, I would so, so appreciate it. Yeah. And also speaking of reviews, if we would love it if you would write a review for our podcast yes um, thank you so much everyone who's already done it we really yes. appreciate it so grateful so on apple podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts just go on there let them know that yeah. you like us and that helps people find the podcast so we that's why we appreciate so much and also just we like to hear the nice things mm -hmm. who doesn't Very like much. to hear the nice things right yeah it's wonderful it's an important part to take in the nice things. Okay, yeah. What were you going to say? Um, also, you can call us or ask us a question. Oh, we're yeah. about to answer some questions today. That's what yes. we're doing today instead of having a guest. Um, yes. So we'll have some space coming up here for more questions. So if yes. you want to um, type us a question or call us and ask us a question, you can do either of those. One on our website, magicmondaypodcast.com, and click on Ask a Question, and the other by calling our phone number, which is... Oh, 828-333-7181. 828-333-7181. That time the threes kind of sounded like a like a um, gunshot. Three, three, three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so we did I, I just want to say now we did get a voicemail a little while ago from someone that was asking us about tarot and cultural appropriation and we just didn't feel qualified to answer that question so we're gonna wait until we have a tarot person on and then we will ask them um but now we'll play a voicemail hi Jason Natasha as someone who also struggles um with negativity from a mother. Um, I was just calling to ask, how do you protect yourself from that negative energy or judging energy from your mom? I, I do a really good job of trying to stay positive and remind myself that she loves me in her way, but sometimes it's just very draining and very exhausting to be around. So any uh, tips or advice you may have, I would greatly appreciate. I'm an avid listener of the podcast, and I'm super grateful for everything you ladies do. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you for this message, which is 
right up our alley. Yeah, we are definitely the people <laughs> to ask about this. <laughs> um, would you like to start? Uh, so I, well, see, I personally set a boundary with my mom that she wasn't willing to honor. So Which now was, we. Can you say what that is? Or well, no? it was that we needed to go to therapy. We had a therapist that we both trusted and loved and. Um, I was like, yeah, we can, we can work on our relationship, but we need to maybe have this person involved so that we can learn some new dynamics. Now that I've realized, had this realization about the unhealthy dynamics in our relationship and she was not willing to do that. And she felt actually very uncomfortable. We did, we went there once and then she was kind of angry with me for bringing that stuff up. She was very angry. Yeah, I was going to say, of, kind of. <laughs> in front of the therapist because she felt like I embarrassed her. And so, so we don't have a relationship anymore. Um, that's what happened with me. So I'm not anymore actually really wonderfully having to navigate this with my mom. Mm. It's a big relief. Yeah. But um, I will say that there is a book I read recently that I think offers great advice about how when you do need to navigate a relationship like that, about how to do that and how to set boundaries and how to tune into yourself. And it's called Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents. Have you read this one yet, Natasha? No. But yeah, I, I really I, I thought it was it. great. Um, yeah, the, um, I, I would like to read that. Yeah. I mean, a lot, a big part of it was, um, just becoming aware of, like it helps you. Cause I think one of the things that's so difficult about having a parent that is challenging is that you're so socialized. It's like, you're like, that's the ultimate grooming, you know, to be raised with this person, where that that's why it took me so long to discover this problem with my mom was that it was like, well, that's normal, right? I mean, it's kind of normal, right? That's what mm -hmm. moms do. It's like it was normal for me, but, right. yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. and then yeah. over time I started to be like, oh, this is really uncomfortable. This is very draining for me that I this is not a dynamic that feels healthy in any way. But that learning that seeing that and having validation for that, that's for that which helps. part? For for knowing this is for, like recognizing this is unhealthy, like oh. these behaviors are unhealthy or these behaviors yeah. don't feel comfortable to me. Yeah. They're not okay with me. Yeah. Like yeah. Those, ha ha being able to say that and acknowledge that is such a big part of the whole battle. And I feel yes. like that's why I think that. That's why well, I needed to talk to my therapist because of having like a third, yeah, a third party. But also that book I think was great for just being oh. like, oh yeah, this is this is how it is, and this is what it looks like, and that isn't okay. And so having yeah. that kind of um, validation is valuable. Well, that's like what I was saying about the child. Like our parts just want us to look in our their various eyes right. and be like, "I see you." Yes. Yes. No. I that fe that does feel bad. That yeah. is doesn't feel good. Like right. yes, you have every right to feel this way. I was trying to find the name of this book. I'm gonna find it later and we'll put it in the show notes. But it's specifically about having a difficult relationship with your mother and using parts work for it. Yeah, so, is it kind of new? I feel like I've been meaning to read that. I think maybe oh. you and or Melissa were telling me about this. Oh, yeah. And Melissa Tipton, who yeah. is also Yeah, because now author. we have the same therapist, and our therapist told us to get it. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, I yeah, know. This is you guys. One of you told me about it, so yeah. I would like, I need to read that one, too. Because it, yeah, like, over time, even at this way. point for me, all these years down the line of having the realization, oh, yeah. it's still helpful to just more validation. Like, yeah, because it'll still sometimes it'll still kind of loop around in my mm. head and go back to like oh yeah that's right I'm a bad daughter oh that's right I really really hurt her feelings when I took mm -hmm. her to therapy and that that mm -hmm. really put her out you know that mm -hmm. that was not a nice thing that I did well, it's like wait no yeah. what no yeah yeah you know well it's funny you say that because actually I was um Louise former um guest of on our show um, posted a thing about gaslighting and that essentially it was like, you can't be gaslit if you don't agree with it. But, and I was like, he was like, this requires a full podcast episode. I was like, yes, it really, really does. Because what the thing is that it's different and I'm not comparing trauma in any way. Like you could have an incredibly terrible gaslit 
gaslighting relationship with an with someone as an adult and it's awful there's a specific kind of confusion with gaslighting that happens when you're born into it because you are never not receiving this you were raised on it you were raised to believe this misinformation like this uh, is how the world is like when your brain yes, is all ready to learn yes. the dynamics of the world then yes. you're taught these dynamics. well yes that's when your brain from zero to seven your brain is in theta wave so it's in hypnotic the same waves that we're in now uh, when we're in as adults in meditation or hypnosis so yeah you're downloading that and and you're receiving this information about how you relate to people, how people relate to you about, so, you know, with a mother, a difficult mother, it's about you don't deserve, oftentimes, not always, but you don't deserve boundaries. You're, whatever they f- are projecting onto you is the truth. And, and it's much harder to, what you were talking about, understand that this isn't reality when you are born into it. That's mm-hmm. why it requires this constant, not constant anymore, but in certainly in the beginning, reflect, figuring out how to stop looking at the world from a, an external perspective and instead an internal one what do I actually think about this what boundaries do I actually need where how do I feel about myself how do I feel about this situation because with mothers like this you are taught that it's you are there to caretake them serve them be you know look at the world what do they anticipate their needs often I mean I don't know the specifics of your relationship but to the person that wrote in um But what I want to say is when you feel drained by somebody, and certainly in this circumstance, that means that you are crossing your own boundaries. There's a part of you that wants to say no, that wants to set a boundary, and you're not doing it, Um, probably because you were taught that it wasn't okay to do that. So I 100% agree with you. It's so funny. That's exactly what I was going to say to Luis if I could have like said a whole thing on his post um, that that with the first step is getting that validation. The first step is honoring and knowing, oh, wait, I actually have a right to these feelings. I actually mm-hmm. have a right to know what I want. And then the next step is set is doing the hard work of setting the boundaries because you can't, as you said in your call, like you can't really protect yourself from this energy and cross your own boundaries at the same time. Mm-hmm. You have to, you are protecting your energy by setting boundaries. And mm-hmm. she's not going to like that. Um, the only other thing I would suggest is if you're not ready to set boundaries or you, you know, want to take some time to examine that first, you can do energy healing tools like call your energy back to you, be aware of your energy when you're around her, get curious. Oh, that's interesting. I feel myself going into her space. I can tell I'm starting to please her right there, you know, and I can tell, oh, I don't really want to be pleasing her right now, but I'm doing that anyway. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Like try to activate that inner parent of curiosity while you're with her and then just call your energy back to you fill up with light say hello to your grounding you can do stuff like that as the interim period you don't have to like immediately set boundaries but yeah I would say the first you can do that and then the real first step is what you said is start to look at this little part in you close your eyes when you're not with her and say like okay how are you feeling and look you were really drained after Mm -hmm. we spent time with you what do you need right now? What are you feeling? What can, and make sure she's looking at you, that you're facing that part. So that's what I have to say about it. Yeah. And then, so then the dynamic over time too is to learn to give yourself whatever it is that you feel like you need, like the inner child feels like they need from the challenging parent yeah so then so then you inwardly shift the dynamic i yeah well sorry Over time. We, yeah yeah i do want to say because you said that you do a good job of trying to stay positive and remind yourself that she loves you um i would say all of that energy sounds super draining like it's very draining to try to stay positive as mm-hmm. opposed to, and I'm not judging you. I'm just saying like that's super draining to try to be in good vibes and remind yourself that 
she loves you instead because that sounds like it's telling it's basically telling your inner child it doesn't matter just be positive anyway she loves you it doesn't matter what you're really feeling mm-hmm. forget it just put it under the table well you know she meets she means well you know you're that's you crossing your boundaries that's an example of you crossing your boundaries yeah good and so, point because yeah. then instead of needing to know that she loves you you can know that you love yourself it's like that letting go of that that's the untangling of of those um, yeah. sort of codependent patterns so that you can be there for yourself yes. and kind of like you then you can be with her but you don't need something from her you don't even need to know like oh yeah she let me just try to remember that she loves me it's like let me no. try to remember that I love myself and listen yeah. to my own needs yeah and, and then you can in. be there fully as yourself and yeah. set boundaries as you go according to what you need in the moment because you said sometimes it's very draining to and exhausting to be around her. What I would say is it's very draining and exhausting to tell your inner child all the time that you that she needs to be positive and just ignore her feelings. Yeah, that's what's that's draining. A good point. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it's such important work to be looking at them, checking in with them. It's yeah. It's a and process. It's a process. And you learn as you go and you're changing yeah. deep, deep patterns. So be patient with yourself and love yes. yourself. And It's the like- biggest pattern you can change. I mean, it's very, uh, it's, I don't want to say it's, I, I'm saying it's very, it's hard work because I want to validate you and to tell you like, there's no way you can just pick this up and be like, okay, and now I'm fine. But it's also very possible and you can make tiny changes over time that add up and you feel great. Yeah. And when setting boundaries too, I think I, I just wrote a blog post about this, but like, I think it's important for us to know that we don't have to do it perfectly. You know, yes. just as you go, you learn as you go and maybe, maybe it comes out weird or awkwardly yeah. or you don't understand exactly how to do it at first. Just like be patient with that process yes and and just keep checking in with that part to see okay what do you need what do you need what do you need and and showing up with love and compassion for that part will help you with that boundaries yeah okay so i hope that helps and we're sending you lots of love and we certainly understand and um you know, also just to say, like, I have a, an inner child healing meditation on my site. If, you know, I, if you ever want a session with me, this is like my real uh, wheelhouse. Yeah, this is my wheelhouse. I can definitely help with that. Um, and maybe sign up for the wait list for the class next time because <laughs> this is the work. This is like perfect mm-hmm. for that work. Mm-hmm. And okay. I do, I mm-hmm. want to mention too, I have this story of taking my mom to therapy in my new book, The Self-Love Superpower. She's called an older female relative for legal reasons, but it's my mom. For legal reasons. (laughs) But here, there's no legalities. (laughs) Okay, so this question is from Courtney. She said, hi, Tessa Natasha. I absolutely love Magic Monday and excitedly look forward to new episodes every week. Your insight and advice advice and radiant energy have become invaluable to me on my spiritual path. That's so nice. Lately, I've been feeling strongly drawn to working with crystal ball gazing, but I have no idea where to begin. I'm a baby witch, and although I've learned a lot about spiritual practices like tarot, meditation, etc., scrying is still very unfamiliar to me. Have either of you worked with crystal ball gazing? And if so, would you be able to explain the basics of scrying 101 for a newbie practitioner? Thank you so much, and brightest blessings to both of you. Yeah, sure. I'd love to talk about scrying. So, Crystal ball gazing is similar to uh, candle gazing. It's similar to water gazing, where you gaze into a bowl of water. And uh, all of these, well, the candle is the candle, but with the other two, crystal ball gazing and water gazing, you could light a candle nearby and get into a zone. So all of these are about getting into a zone. So when you meditate and gaze and breathe and you think of a question, something you want insight into, it's like another version, another oracular skill like tarot or I Ching. Um, But in these cases, you're gazing and you're letting your eyes unfocus and you're breathing and you're looking So it's kind of like you're getting into a space. I'm going to look at my crystal ball while I'm talking about this. You're getting into a space where 
you're you're transcending the sort of linear thinking mm. and mm. so y- there is something about your physical eyes but it's also like what you're seeing with your physical eyes but it's also merged with like the mirror of your consciousness so this is a kind of an experiential thing. Like, try go ahead, get into the wisdom of the fool, you know, the fool tarot card where it's just like, just go ahead and try it, see what happens. But be patient and continue to breathe. And if your mind wanders, you can bring your mind back to the breath. But the, the point is that also that you have a focal point. So you can keep also bringing mm-hmm. your vision back <clears throat> to the center of the ball or to the bowl of water or even to the candle flame and then there may be patterns that kind of take on a certain like all that it it like allows your brain to start to make stories out of patterns that you see in the ball Mm. it reminds me of communicating with flowers in the way that Mm. patience is really involved Mm. so you might be like oh i don't see anything i don't see anything but that's Mm. not the point you just keep on oh there's the ball there's there's the crystal ball and there's the center of the crystal ball and here's me breathing and here's the way I feel in this moment and then I'm opening up my mind to this question and then all of that together starts to merge into allowing you to see whatever kind of pictures or patterns or flashes you see that they it starts to allow that to become a story and so then it that's a way of connecting with the divine it's a way of connecting with your intuition it's just a tool your mm-hmm. intuition is your intuition, but this is a tool for helping you get into a zone mm. where you can open up to receive guidance. I see. I've never done that before. I mean, I've meditated looking at a flame before, but just to like quiet my mind, not to mm-hmm. get information. Isn't scrying something different though? Uh, in From what I understand, it's the same deal. Oh, because scry- I thought scrying was when you free write like... Mm. You I don't talk think so. To the, huh, I think it's the Where gazing. Did I get that from? Maybe there's element about- encyclopedia of witchcraft is right here. Let me look it up. Oh, Pretty sure it's gazing. Well, if any, I mean, I certainly trust you more than me. Well, I could be wrong. I doubt it. I. I doubt. Yeah, I'm looking at Wikipedia. Scrying is also known by various names such as seeing or peeping. I don't like that. Peeping? Oh, very bad. <laughs> I don't like that. Is <laughs> the practice of looking into a suitable medium in the hope of detecting significant messages or visions. Oh, okay. Say. That's interesting. I've heard it used for writing for some reason. Um, Like basically. Like automatic writing. Yeah, of. exactly. Um, but I guess maybe that was incorrect because that I do. And I love, that's how I first started talking to my guides was, um, by just free, I was just like, okay, what do you want to say? And then I would just write it out Uh and I got a lot of great information that way. Yeah. That's how flower communication too. Like when I'm like, okay, I have my pen and then I'm gazing and I'm listening and then it just like it's something about having the pen. It's like, okay, yes. if you're ready to receive, we'll give you some info. Yes. Here. <laughs> yeah. Or even on the computer, like, because I can write faster that way. Yeah. Um. So thank you for your question. Um. Okay. And this, I think this might be, I don't remember if this is the last one. I think it is. Um. Katie asked, do either of you have a recommendation for a general astrology book for beginners? I have the Moon Wisdom, <clears throat> excuse me, the Moon Wisdom book by Heather Rowan Robbins, and I love it, but I'm wondering if you have favorites. Um, so I would just say Channing Nicholas's book is so great. Yeah, it's I love it. So What's it called? Good. You Were Born for This. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I really love it. And then, I, what were you going to say? I I have had and loved uh, the only astrology book you'll ever need for years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I really like that book, too. Um, And, oh, we do have one more question. Um, And then Britton LaRue, friend of the show, has recommended The Art of Chart Interpretation by Tracy Marks. Yeah, so I actually have it. And, of course, I haven't read it yet. But, Uh, um, yeah. I have one more that I love, and it's about North Node and South Node astrology. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. And it's called... um, it's called uh, astrology oh, boy, for the soul right i I knew you were gonna say that it's like i feel like i hear that 
book mentioned a lot. Yeah, so I have that good. book too. I really like it too. Um, so yeah, hopefully that will get you started. Um, so the last question that we have is one that we've received before, but it was a long time ago and it's from Paula. I mean, like we haven't answered this in a long time and it's from Paula who asked us, um, what are our routines surrounding spirituality? So I'm curious if yours have changed. Yeah, it might change. I mean, I have like one, uh, I have certain things that don't change, haven't changed for over a decade, which those things are in my daily meditation that I ask Archangel Michael and Archangel Raphael to vacuum my aura of any and all Mm. sucker challenging energies and to surround and fill me with golden white light in which only love remains through which only love may enter. I also ask Archangel Sandalphon to anchor me into the earth, Archangel mm. Metatron to connect me with the cosmos, and then I tune into the angels of the four directions. So Raphael in the east, Michael in the south, Gabriel in the west, and Uriel in the north, and I tune into the elements. So it's like a sort of like a mandala meditation with angels above and below and to my right and left and front and back. And then I also call on angels to protect my car and St. Christopher and then my cat that's Bast and um, St. Francis of Assisi and then my cat's guardian angel who we have said spoken about before is a sea otter Mm -hmm. (laughs) named Jarrett and then I also call on my own guardian angel so these are things I've done forever clear and bless my home angels to surround it fill it with light anchor it into the earth connect it with the cosmos these are they go kind of quickly now in my daily meditation Um, lately I've been lighting candles to my grandparents this is more recent Um, and then I also have been opening my door my front door every day as far as it will go and welcoming in abundance standing in the threshold and saying I awaken activate and align to the vibration of prosperity within myself and my Mm -hmm. life I am a master manifester and I now invite in my endless good and then I step outside and I say it I step inside and I say it Sometimes I throw blessing salt over the threshold. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And then I feel like, yeah, then other aspects of my daily meditation. Oh, and I I do uh, mindfulness meditation now for 10 minutes every day. I just watch my breathing and bring my awareness back to my breath. So that's been my routine lately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I've also, I mean, I've been meditating daily in one form or another geez for a very long time like I almost want to say 30 years mm-hmm. that sounds crazy that sounds sorry I don't want to use that word anymore um that sounds it sounds sane to me yeah well That's also, how that you sounds very sane, sane yeah. but it's wild that it's been that long is what oh I mean. right um but anyway so current current times so I wake up and I immediately, so I will either do a thing where I talk to one of my inner child parts um, if something's coming up for me. That's what I did this morning. I, I talked to this part that was coming up and that felt nice. And then I breathed in light. And then I do either a Merkaba meditation or a chakra clean out or I will do a like a reprogramming meditation. So I do one of those. And um, I guess we're not going into the whole thing, but <laughs> generally I will then, I have been exercising again, which I found that I founded. No, just found. I really needed. Um, that's something else. And um, I don't know. The, uh, well, <laughs> I can't decide if I should bring this up. But like, so our friend Melissa, we've been, Melissa and I have been talking on this, um, this, um, uh, like over voicemails to each other. And what it's done is created a container. And we were talking about how actually the podcast is a container as well. Yeah. And when you, um, and I consider actually this part of my spiritual practice now, docking into this container, because we are talking about 
like the stuff that's coming up for our wounded parts and yes and all of the things that are coming up for us and when it comes in the container it unwinds and like revelations happen and insights happen and and so it's been very amazing and I've talked on here before were you gonna say something no I'm just really feeling that container thing yeah it's actually we started talking about maybe we want to do a class where we teach making containers but we aren't sure what that would look like yet but yeah um but it's been so powerful for us and so for instance like if old older listeners long I don't know how long it's been I've been talking about this but for a while I was Instagram was very hard for me because I was like projecting projecting a lot of my self-worth onto it like again talking about mothers like the external feeling of like not getting approval is what I was focused on all of that has evaporated and I really think it's because of the container (laughs) because we were talked about it and it unwound me this is I was gonna talk about how I have been feeling so much more confident like my book is coming out and I'm not having that feeling of like oh something's wrong with me oh people don't like me I feel so vulnerable I'm just like yeah some people don't like me (laughs) who who cares like that's just how it's gonna be I really don't give a shit (laughs) I love it do you think it's because of the podcast container or you were just bringing that I think the podcast helped yes because I think like talking about it again and again and then you're like oh you should do internal family yes I'm like oh of course I should and then I do that and then I talk about it like it just really yeah it just helps me unwind to to be like having a reason to to talk about that instead of just kind of like oh I know that's there yeah I have someone to talk to about it and like talk about maybe ways we could work with that so and yeah this and that container, is such a relief yeah such a relief this container of the podcast is like the container is one where we bring this stuff for healing mm-hmm. so that's why it's like so powerful and the same thing with what melissa and i are doing and the weird thing about the instagram thing is like I don't care at all like it doesn't <laughs> yeah. even feel like a relief it just feels like a non-issue like I literally forget to post and I you know if I'll have an inspiration then I definitely want but it's like I don't feel any of those feelings anymore yeah and I can't tell you specifically how that happened so cool (laughs) yeah it's like yeah bringing the consciousness and the compassion curiosity yeah and also having I think there is something to it being held in this specific vessel like this specific contain a specific container where it's getting supported where light is being brought into it you know like it's really it gives it a focal point so that it can breathe and grow and move because that's what it wants to do well yeah and I think I feel like it is with the podcast you knowing how loving and supportive and forgiving and wise you are and mm-hmm. then also our listeners like feeling the the yeah. support and love of our listeners to be like yeah. th- have a safe place to be like oh I feel very very vulnerable in this one area and then ju- it's yeah. A, yeah it's like there's it's yes. a healing bomb yeah exactly so that's what I consider to be part of the spiritual practice routine if you totally yeah there's different things that come in for me on different days based on what I need but those things I mentioned are the things I do every day yes I definitely call in those guides and all of that every day and then I also I think another daily thing is throughout the day remembering to ask for help Mm. and anytime like if I'm falling asleep and I'm worrying about something like remembering it just hand it over call on angels to surround it in light and ask for help getting in that habit throughout the day is a big part of my practice too that's interesting yeah um I'm always talking to inner child parts all day (laughs) oh yeah definitely that's like yeah so that is that so now we're moving on. Thank you so much for your questions, everybody. We really appreciate them. We'll try to have time for them throughout, but um, even when we have a guest. Um, but so, yeah, just send them on in. And now it's time for the energy report. Yeah. Okay. 
kind of a minor key. Anyway, it's funny that we didn't have it last week because I was feeling into the energy last week and I was like, oh, there's actually there's a lot of flow this week finally because I hadn't felt it. But you know what? Um, last week was there was flow, but it, there was also challenges. I mean, you know, to say that actually maybe that is what helped the challenges so much to get cleared out was that flow. But regardless, this week when I'm tuning into the energy, it's interesting what I was seeing. I was seeing kind of like there is more flow, but it also feels slower, like kind of taking steps. And it felt to me like routine steps. Like um, I, I saw these little like bundles and I was like, what is that? When I looked at the energy and it was this idea of making little routines in your life. So kind of coming across, where do I need a little, it's funny, we just talked about routines, but where do I need a little routine here? Like, do I need, um, I don't know, like, do I need to make sure that I exercise at this time or in the morning every day? Or do I need to even, I also got, you're going to love this, clearing clutter, like mm -hmm. clearing space, clearing space, clearing space so that then you can find where do I need these little routines? Or also just to find out what you want to bring into the flow. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, the other thing I do want to mention is, um, that I kept seeing in clients this week was a second chakra clear out. I There was a lot of second chakras that needed to be cleared out. So I feel like I would be remiss not to mention that. So second chakra is creativity, your connection to your, it's that you have your, um, your body being contract in there. So it's like your connection and your body and your being, and then also sexuality, which is creative. Um, but what I would suggest is it seems like maybe clearing that out will also help to bring more flow, to bring more creativity, to bring more like, oh, here's room for fun. Yeah. That kind of thing. So just you can do something simple. I mean, a full chakra clean out is great. But if you want to focus on that one, just imagine putting like a little dot of light, of gold light in there and just seeing it kind of like. You can see it like a washing machine or like a vacuum, whatever feels good, clearing out any cords in there, just release them and then fill it again with light. Just having the intention of clearing that chakra out. You can also bring in, um, it's funny, I'm seeing blue, but I know that color is supposed to be orange, but for some reason I'm seeing blue with it. I think so, sometimes, I mean, I think that's a metaphor but okay. I think chakras to work with them energetically, you can work with Just whatever with color colors. feels right and healing. I think that's a way, a good way to work with Look, them. I'm looking okay. for a book here if you wonder why I'm looking backwards. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, that's just what I'm getting, like a kind of a, like a light blue-ish color to just put a dot of that in. Let's swirl around and release it. Um, to help and then maybe you'll get ideas oh I'd like to be creative in this way or I'd like to do this so that's what I'm feeling okay I love it definitely some threads in there I think mm. we're picking up on some similar stuff for practical magic so now it's time for practical magic so um, the reason I pulled my chakra book out was because I was thinking of the second chakra while you were talking. It's yeah. called um, Svadhisthana. That's the Sanskrit word. That's what I wanted to remember. But yeah. I did remember that the meaning of that is one's own place. Mm -hmm. That's the meaning of the Sanskrit word for the second chakra, which that's your lower belly area if mm -hmm. you guys don't oh, yeah. know where the second Underneath chakra the belly is. Button. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason interesting. Sorry, I just want to say like that really goes with what I I kept picturing for this week kind of like a road and like your your path kind of thing and like clearing out the way, like allowing flow, allowing that that path to be clear with by finding routines or by clearing clutter. And that makes a lot of sense that I've seen second chakra then because one's own place. It's like your own path. 
Yes. And the reason why that feels significant for the uh, for practical magic this week is because I was tuning into boundaries, which I think boundaries and structure, you're tuning into yes. like creating structure. Yes. And I'm tuning into creating boundaries. And the, the second chakra, it is sexuality, it's creativity, but it is that feeling. And I feel like sexuality is so connected to this, that feeling of like, I am the owner of my yes. body. I'm yes. the owner of my spirit. Yes. I'm the owner of my schedule. Yes. You know, that's the kind of energy yes. I'm tuning into with the boundaries for this week where I really notice when, like like in that question about the mom, like when you feel drained or when, like if someone says, hey, do you want to come over and do this thing? And if you like, if you immediately go to, oh, I have to do that instead of like, oh, do I want to do that? Like really just take a moment to tune in and be like, what feels true to me? Not like what's going to be the easiest answer here or what does this other person want to hear? What's going to make them happy? But more like going first to what do I want? And then learning if you need to, like to prioritize that. And so it may be awkward when you start to say, oh, you know what? I, I need to take a rain check on that because I really need to spend some time at home just to recharge by mm -hmm. myself mm -hmm. and maybe at first that feels very unnatural and very difficult like for me too sometimes getting off the phone is still an awkward thing for me because oh, I have yeah. been uh just I throughout my life gotten in the habit of like okay does this person have more to say now mm -hmm. I should listen if they do instead of wait I kind of need to get off the phone be now and done. do something else so that for me feels awkward to be like wrapping up a conversation but I I know I need to learn to do that so I'll just force it through kind of to get in the habit of that yeah. because I'm prioritizing myself and my time and my it's all connected to your intuition too it's like if you want to let your intuition blossom then you need to be able to honor it in situations like that. Like this, no, I don't want to go to this person's house right now. It's I love so them. It's so funny that you said that because um, Brett and I have often talked how like one thing about my mom to bring her in again is like, and actually both my parents, like they were always very abrupt, but very like quick. Like if you talk to them on the phone, they're like, you're like, do you want to do this? No. Okay. Well, or like, I'm giving you this thing. Okay. Thing. Okay. Bye. Like she just <laughs> like her body. And so, and my, and my dad's the same way. He's like, he'll th like my, like Brett will thank him for something. He's like, okay. Okay. Thanks. Have a good, you know, bye. And, then, <laughs> and Brett's like, and, and his family is the exact opposite. Uh, like they take yeah. so long to say goodbye. And he's like, I really appreciate that actually about your parents it's just like it's done it's done and I'm I'm actually the same way people have commented I remember one time someone saying boy when you're ready to leave a party you just go <laughs> <laughs> like you, and I'm like what else do I have to do like yeah I'm done. I admire it I mean and it's funny my dad <laughs> and my brother are really good at it like setting oh, boundaries oh, if Aquarius. they don't want to be somewhere they are they're out the door it's interesting that it's not that that it hasn't felt natural to me I mean you may, listeners may notice when it's time to wrap up a, uh, um, an interview, <laughs> it's of... always Natasha. Oh, it's very so rarely funny. me. Because oh, yeah. it's just like, I'm like, oh, well, maybe they have more to say. Let me just. Oh, that's but so I, this funny. is the thing I'm learning to get in the <laughs> habit of. It is so funny because whenever I do, I'm like, okay, I got to get off the phone. I better. Okay, well, I'm going to get going. Oh, and then that's... everyone acts normal about it. It's like, I don't know what I think is going to happen <laughs> that they're going to be offended or something. Nobody's offended. Oh, this is good to put in the podcast container mm -hmm. i wonder if you're gonna find like more realizations about this after yeah i'm getting a lot better with it i'm maybe a little too harsh about it because i'm like a kind of like very strict about time like i'm always like the interview's a half hour we're at a half hour okay and we're it's, done I like whatever <laughs> i mean done. i don't know i think it's a, i i always admire it when people oh, good. wrap up any conversation i'm like wow <laughs> So that they made it look so easy uh, <laughs> but it. so um so but as far as some practical stuff you can do to help with boundaries in general with kind of untangling any kind of codependency it is codependency when you're like oh yeah. does that person want me to come over then I should yeah. go over instead of like what do, what I, do want? I want yeah and so um 
pyrite, the crystal. Mm. If you want to feel like working with the crystal, pyrite can really help with boundaries. And uh, a flower essence that helps. Flower essences, just in case you don't know, they're a homeopathic remedy. It's brandy and water with the vibration of a flower. So it's not the actual flower. It's not the scent of a flower. It's It's a medicine. And pine flower essence. So you just take a couple of drops under your tongue or you could put it in a beverage. And Mm -hmm. pine flower essence can help when you feel overcome by guilt or kind of like, oh, oh, I'm a bad daughter or I'm a bad friend Mm -hmm. because I don't want to do that thing today or, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of feeling then pine flower essence can help you shift that. Oh, nice. And then also I'm tuning into cedar essential oil. So you could, if if you don't have uh, pets or small children who will be overly sensitive, you could diffuse the uh, essential oil of cedar. It has a real strengthening, grounding vibration, healing, restructuring to help you kind of especially when you smell it you could even just open the bottle and smell it when you smell it with the intention to have strong boundaries to tune into your body all of this is connected to tuning into your body maybe even your second chakra like my own space Mm. what does my second chakra say I know that's a beautiful way to tune into your body's wisdom if you happen Mm. to have a uterus the uterus um, or just that area if you used to have a uterus Mm. that area has a lot it's like in a way it's sort of like the heart the way the heart holds emotion Mm. the uterus area holds intuition about what feels right to me like where do where does my body want to go how does my body want to move where does it want to be and where does it not want to be you know, and that could even have to do with around nearby certain, maybe it wants to be near certain people, but it doesn't want to be near other people. And it's a way of getting that information in the moment just by breathing into that space and listening deeply. Mm. So that's practical magic for this week. Okay, great. So before we pick our cards, we'll just do a little housekeeping. You can find me at highestlighthealing.com. You can sign up for my mailing list, book a session, look at my classes. Um, And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Highest Light Healing. And you can find lots of fun, free stuff on TessWhitehurst.com, advice about about um, oracle cards. You can find guided meditations, lots of spells and rituals. You can also sign up for my newsletter there. And you can find me on Instagram at Tess4444, on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author, on Twitter at Tess Whitehurst, and on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst. And you can find us at Magic Monday Podcast. Dot com. That's where I put the show notes with the list of the books we mention. And then you can sign up for our newsletter at magicmondaypodcast.com also. And on Mondays, I send out a newsletter with pictures of the cards that we drew and links to the, the Oracle decks and to our guests if we have them. So, yep, that's at magicmondaypodcast.com. All right. This week I'm picking from the Crystal Spirits Oracle got a deck by Colette Baron Reed. Okay, and I am drawing from the Magic of Flowers Oracle that I wrote. Great. So, did you get your card yet? I did get my card. What is it? Well, it's Euclase, which I don't know what that is. What is it? How do you spell weird. it? E U C L A S E. Have you heard I of did not know that crystal. I don't either. So let's see what it has to say. Okay. Wisdom from within. Inner truth. Aligning with divine intelligence. Trusting your own earned wisdom. Yeah. Everything we've been talking about. Yeah. Okay. When you are distracted by all the noise and stimulation that are part of our lives now, it can be hard to trust that you have what it takes to make wise choices. The appearance of Euclid's spirit is a sign that valuable insights can be found through tapping into your intuitive intelligence. When it comes to knowing the truth, there is no substitute for lived experience. 
that has been recalled and examined. Through a process of alchemy, your experiences have generated wisdom that can guide you when you feel lost or confused. You know more than you think. Trust your inner wisdom, for it's guided by the conscious universe. You are learning that fear can distort your intuitive intelligence, so release any worry and tune in within. You have a vast library of knowledge available to you and a wise and loving guidance that will help you. I love that. So yeah. validating. Totally. So what does this crystal look like? Is there a picture? Yeah. Uh, you can see the picture when it's in it. It's, it's like dark blue, see. like a dark blue sort of crystal it, point. It's kind of like, a, yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's dark blue. Whoa, there's a man inside that crystal. In there's a picture. man in the crystal. Yeah, <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> His face is kind of ominous, actually. Oh, no. He doesn't look very... Anyway, um, it's sort of like, a, it's hard to, yeah. Anyway, if you want to see the picture, we'll post it on Instagram, right? And uh, uh, Yeah, maybe sign up for our newsletter just in case we forget. Oh, right. Okay. But so I drew foxglove, which is summon your courage. Mm. Um, okay. So trust your heart, stand and act in the light of your courage. And I'm going to read, like, there's a kind of summary at the end of various things the card might signify, and I think this is a good summary. Okay. Stop giving energy to your fear. Rather, see yourself in the light of protection and strength mm. and move forward in the directions counseled by your heart. Mm. Stop giving away your power to others. Mm. Do what feels right to you. Speak your truth. Live your greatness in the in the way only you can. Um, a perspective shift might be all that is called for. Release cords of fear and disempowerment and live your courage. If you've noticed your thoughts and feelings developing a pattern of anxiety or fear, continually call on angels to surround you in protective light and remind yourself again and again, if necessary, that when you call on divine protection and trust in it, it always arrives. Do what your heart calls you to do. Act boldly. Take action in manifesting the outcome that is most desirable to you. And then finally, you are more powerful than you have been realizing. Now is the time to acknowledge your vast and considerable power. Then act from it without delay and watch miracles unfold. I mean, this is like so similar to the card I picked. We've got some real strong messages coming through for this week, yes. too. Trust yourself. Let go of fear. Be yes. courageous. Speak your truth. Yes. Set those boundaries and listen within. Yeah. All right, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Peeping. Oh, very bad. <laughs> I, I don't like <laughs> that.